0: microphone miss christina but it's, Ac- oh it's also it's also it's limp up. it's you have to maneuver it <laughs> you're an la girl you know how to maneuver, maneuver the a limp yes yeah apparatus yeah you're talking okay. you're, you're saying you, you're a mom you know this is the thing about being a mom i'm going to tell you about being a mom
1: yeah tell me all about it
0: you have to deal with the other parents you have these ideas of of what you want to do with your kid and then you come up against the other parents who have their own ideas, and you think, you know what, I'll just give in and I'll just do what everybody else is doing. Am I correct?
1: Not in my case. No. I have the most incredible group of friends who are the parents of my kids' friends, and we socialize together, we hike, we cry, we like, you know, kumbaya. We live in a little community, very small community. And we're all really tight, and they're like the coolest, dopest people ever. Really? And they're all really chill, and it's pretty amazing. I feel really blessed. You
0: know, it's funny that you say that, because I know you're an L.A. girl, and, you know, people in the show business mm-hmm. have broader ideas of <clears throat> of the world, you know? And you, you're, you're, you um you know, you've been around, you've been in the business forever, you know every you've seen everything. Uh, I would think that... <laughs> That you might just be a jaded mommy, you know, who's like, you know what, get, get over here, um, Amber, uh, Jasmine, what's your kid's name? Sadie. Sadie. <laughs> Close. <laughs> Sadie, get over here. Just, you know, you know, you know what? You know where I'm going with this? I. This is this. Okay. Um, this is me projecting. You're proje- my, I was going to say, projecting. are you projecting right yeah, I'm now? I'm projecting. And totally. then I'll
1: then I'll tell you about
0: all about it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and how it's completely um, not. What you think. No. This is that's what I don't. You know. I don't want any children because I can't, I love kids I can't stand the parents they have all these ideas of well she's gluten um, intolerant and um we don't want, we don't use those words in our house because, and we feel that the child, anytime they say the child, it's those that's a red flag right there. Mm-hmm. You where I'm going with this, Christina I, Applegate? I, I, I hear you. You hear me, but you don't agree. I don't, I don't know those, those people. What?
1: I don't know those people.
0: You know, you've know, never experienced those people at school?
1: I have experienced when she was in preschool, sometimes it, at parties, whatever, but the where I live, is a hippie community. Ooh. And so everyone's super chill yeah. about everything. And we're all failing together and we're all succeeding together. And we're, it's a really supportive, wonderful group of parents. I know it sounds too good to be true. It does, but, yeah. But everybody, I I even had a girlfriend from preschool at my daughter's birthday party on Saturday. And she said to someone, wow, these people are so amazing. Like this community is just so much cooler than down in the valley. <laughs> no uh-huh. offense to the valley. Yeah, 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 But it's just really is such a chill group of people. And we're just navigating our way through our kids. And it, they kind of dictate to us what we're supposed to do because every child's unique and different. And, you know, um, as far as cuss words, my daughter has got a mouth on her and she knows she can only do it around me. We have that uh-huh. agreement. How so old is she? She just turned seven. Seven.
0: Yeah, that's a pivotal time, seven.
1: It's pretty amazing age, but it's, you know, they're starting to go into, you know, they will be preteens in a couple of years. In and it's seconds,
0: seconds away. Very bizarre. Away. Yeah. Now um, um, now, um, go up on that mic there, eat that mic, you, and relax into the seat a little bit. You're going to be here for a minute. No. Are you okay? You <laughs> No, know, I'm good like
1: this. This is how with... my
0: back feels better. That's your go-to, go-to position? Mm-hmm. Um. Now, so how different are you as a parent from... Your mother, your yeah. parents.
1: Well... You're an L.A.
0: girl. You're from Hollywood.
1: I'm not from... I'm from this commu- this hippie community. What Hi. is that?
0: You keep saying this hippie community. Because I don't want
1: anyone to know where I live. Oh, good.
0: <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. But
1: where I live, that's where I've been for 46 years. 46 years? You've been so, in that same place. Yeah. I've been in the house I'm in now for 22 years. Wait and, a minute. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. So I've only known this area, but back when I was a kid... It was. Everyone had a single parent, mm-hmm. and we were all only children, and we all had single you're parents. You're an only kid. Yeah, you're an only child. Um, I do have a half brother and sister from my dad and his his wife now, mm-hmm. but um, it was very druggy up there and very so it was it was a much looser situation. Like we, I mean, I'm definitely really structured with Sadie because. She kind of feels like she no all she kids needs want it. structure they want it yeah um, I didn't have any structure
0: um, you were able to do whatever you wanted. whatever I wanted you think that's a bad thing
1: I don't think I mean I ended up just sort of raising you know she raised me but I also raised myself and I'm a pretty independent human being and I don't really like anyone telling me what to do so I I was okay I ended up okay mm-hmm. luckily
0: a lot of people don't a lot of kids but, you grew up with in the same situation did not
1: yeah had had some rough patches that, um, but I think working saved me and having that kind of structure was also sort of making up for the fact that I didn't have structure. You know, I had somewhere I had to be at a certain time and I had to be respectful and polite and professional and all of that from such an early age. So I think that kind of, that was my structure. mm mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but my daughter is like, she's desperate for structure. She even asked me to be like stricter the other day. Listen, all so, kids
0: <laughs> want boundaries. Yeah. They don't know they want boundaries, but they 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 intuitively un- understand. They, they want that kind of guidance, you know. Yeah. Um, what's, and you guys get along. You like your kid? I love my kid. Why? She's just
1: funny and kind and sassy. And she can be a real asshole sometimes as well <laughs> as they are. Um, which is challenging, you know, to not like lose your mind when your kid's like saying that they hate you and sure they're trying to hit you because yeah. they're not getting what they want. So it's, <laughs> it's a really slippery slope with that one. But Do you remember she and I really telling... enjoy each other. We enjoy each other's company. We have conversations, we laugh, we joke. We, you know,
0: it's she's. Uh... Did you have that relationship with your mother? Did you ever tell your mother that you hated her? Of course. I would oh. write it on the walls <laughs> in my house. <laughs>
1: I think at Sadie's age, like, I hate my mother.
0: <laughs> so. No, your kid said that? Your kids, your, She
1: said, I hate my mother? No, my kid said, I hate you, like, yesterday.
0: Your kid said that to, to you? To me, but when uh-huh. I was a
1: kid, I used to write, I hate I my mother that. all over the... Yeah, <clears throat> so it's pretty universal.
0: You know, I, I said, I, I, I remember saying that once to my mother. Just once. I really dug her a lot. Um, and I remember as it was coming out of my mouth, I, reg- I was regretting it. Because I didn't really feel that way.
1: You know, yeah, but they don't really feel that way. They just they're frustrated with the the emotions that they're feeling, and they don't really have, especially at seven years old, they don't have the the vocabulary to like say this is how I'm feeling and I'm feeling frustrated. It's just like they're just like oh, they don't want to be around you. But where
0: you live, though, that would be part of the sort of parenting pattern is to you know the child needs a voice who you know <laughs> let the child speak and you know that, that kind of thing you know i'm going i'm from california too yeah um uh is that what it's like up there no
1: we're no. all dealing with like, these crazy people and and we don't there's no advice giving because that's just there's a bunch of people who don't offer up advice unless you ask and mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll sit down and over wine, And I'm like, what do I do with this child who's making me mental? And, Mm -hmm. you know, we try to share what we're learning, you know, but it's not, you can't get it out of a book. No. And so I'm learning how to deal with just my kid. That's the only kid I need to deal with.
0: Because it's funny, because when you think about it, you really only have them for a short amount of time. Like by the time they're they're Sadie's age, you know, um, and they're already in school, they're almost... Uh, they almost belong to the world at that point. And they're they're learning about how you relate to your environment and they emulate that in in all the ways that you don't know when they're looking, all the, the, just the way you deal with going to the bathroom or what you're like in traffic, you know? And I, and I, I don't know. I, I, there's a part of me that says, you know what? Have kids, just let them be, you know, you know? No brothers and sisters and you grew up in show business. Would you if she said, Mommy, I got the bug, I wanna do it, what would you say to Sadie?
1: You can study and become really good at it, and then when you're eighteen, you can pursue whatever you want to do. But, but not for me, 18. no. I don't no. I just think that it's important for her to stay in her, you know, education and because it might change for her. It's not an easy business to succeed in. You're kidding. And it's not an it's easy It's not business? an easy business to succeed in. I love when people ask me like, "Hi, I'm I'm just what I'm just coming into LA, like, do you have any advice for me?" And I'm like, "Don't do it. Like, you're not you're in ne- your real you're, estate license. you're a needle in a haystack and it's it's so much of it is luck and then once you're lucky enough to get in the door, then you better be super talented or else It's just not going to – you're not going to have longevity. And even that's not enough. And that's not even enough. I don't even know what the formula – there is no formula to it. You know, I grew up – my mom started putting me in plays because she couldn't afford a babysitter. You know, she brought me with her to, like, her stuff because we didn't have enough money. We were on food stamps. So that's how I fell into it. It was never a choice or a decision that I made for myself. But – she did, My kid has got a lot of personality, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. she talks to me in different accents all the time. So there is that to her. Yeah. So I'm I'm concerned, but I'm also <laughs> I'm also I'm not going to like kabosh her dreams if that's what she wants to do. She's never said she wants to be an actress. She has said she wants to be a singer. And I said, well, you can't just be a singer. Right. If you want to be like be a singer, you need to start studying and become the best
0: at it that you can be. And uh, Well, what could someone uh, have told you at that age that would have helped not necessarily smooth the journey, but given you more preparation? What could someone have told you at that age that you didn't know that you had to learn much later? See, I don't know. It was so like it was
1: such a continuum of just my life being on a set. There was no it was just the way it was. Mm-hmm. It was so normal to me. Yeah. So I never had a transition from just being a normal kid to, you know, being successful. I never had, it was all, I was always on a set. I was always performing in some way. And, and so it just seemed really normal that that's what I would end up doing. And I never went after a dream. Mm-hmm. So I kind of have just cruised through life mm-hmm. in, a, in mm-hmm. a weird way no I mean my life has been you know filled with like you know sure no unbelievable life. tragedies and yeah. unbelievable sadness and unbelievable um things to overcome but as far as as acting and sort of this how it all was just really seamless just it happened I think because I wasn't chasing mm-hmm. a dream I wasn't didn't have a whole wasn't holding on to some like a vision of what I wanted because I don't even know if, it, if that's what it what i wanted right right it's just what i did like oh this is just what we do
0: right was there ever a time when you thought you know what i'm done with this shit fuck this i was out
1: yeah i was 13 years old i had a shaved head i was super rebellious and i said to my mom i don't want to go on auditions anymore i don't want to do this and she goes okay i'll call your agent and we'll just we'll end it and i went upstairs and i panicked my body went through like a panic and I within maybe 10 minutes came down and I was like, no, 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 it's okay. It's okay. I'm good. I'm good. A 10
0: minute retirement. It was like,
1: I retired for 10 minutes. And, and then, you know, I can, then from that moment on, I actually had not, did not stop working until what? A couple of years, like until my last job, like basically did not stop working from 13 on. I got on a show right away. So I was on a show on Showtime for, uh, half a year. Then I was on a show on ABC for half a year. Then the I was on show? Married with Children for eleven years. Um, it was called Washington. It was a political satire on mm-hmm. Showtime. It was like the first show they ever did that was scripted on Showtime. Huh. And um, who was the star? It of that? was very prophetic. You know what? It I it was so long ago I can't even remember. I feel so bad. It was about a very like Dan Quayle ish kind of character, yeah. um, pol- you know, a politician, uh very Dan Quayle, very Bill Clinton kind of, this is all way before we were even Mm -hmm. in that zone Mm -hmm. and I can't even remember one episode of it but because I was 13 and I wasn't in it very much but I did that for a while and then I was on a cop drama called Heart of the City on ABC. Heart of the City. It lasted for 13 weeks so Mm. you probably will never know it. (laughs) Do you remember who was in that? Um, Robert Desiderio played the... Oh, yes, it was I a, love him. That's gorgeous. Scene.
0: He's on Murder, She Wrote all the time. He
1: played a single dad of two kids, and that's where the people from Married with Children saw me on that and saw that I was very different from the actresses that were out there, which means like I had an attitude. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's kind of been my thing. I guess I've kind of had an attitude my whole life, like just like a... I don't give a crap about right. anything. Oh, yeah. And they they saw that, and they wanted me to audition for Married with Children, so that's...
0: Robert Desiderio, he's married yeah. to a famous
1: actress. Yeah, he's married to Judith Light.
0: Judith Light, that's right. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. I it was always, a dream. She's a dreamy woman. Well, um, darkness cannot survive in the presence of Judith Light. No. You know. Um, so, you know, this, uh, this bit, like, I, I snuck it in there a minute ago that when people ask me about show business and w- what to do, I say, get your real estate license. Yeah. Because it is not, who, you know, who are the kids... That you would go on auditions with, you would see at auditions every audition. You go, oh look, there's what's her name over there. Who were those people?
1: Oh God. Um, Well, I didn't, I didn't audition much. Any once, once I got married with children, you know, I was working consistently. So you were how old when you married? Eleven years. I was fifteen. I was fifteen. Yeah. So before that, I mean, no, I mean, I just knew, I knew everybody. You know, like Alyssa Milano and I've known each other since we were, Mm. you know. 12 Mm -hmm. um the one girl who we would always see and she just she passed away just recently it was awful um amanda oh god what was her last name she's super talented and you knew that she was going to get every pilot Mm -hmm. because she just was just she was really good and Mm -hmm. she was really confident and I i wasn't confident i like auditions scared the crap out of me um for many many years i had like full on panic attacks before I had to go on an audition because there's so much to an audition. There's yeah. so much like, uh, you know, please daddy love me, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. there, there's so much when you don't get it, then you feel like you failed in the world. And it wasn't until I had an acting coach who had this amazing tape called On the, um, on the Drive to Your Audition. And I would put it on and listen to it all the way there. And it was all just kind of clearing up all the cobwebs of your what What you're projecting into this whole thing and one of the things he said and I think it's what it's it's, I haven't auditioned for so long so I can't remember but um it was um these people cannot change your failure in the world they cannot change the failure of your family these people love what you do Mm -hmm. and that gave you the confidence to know that they're not judging you they want you to be the
0: best hey Michelle's here come on in have a seat doll now she's talking about uh Christina Applegate is here Where she's talking about this Hi. this tape that as a kid she would listen to on the way to auditions. Well
2: oh, we need
0: that. That would sort of gear you up for whatever being fine with whatever oh. happens at the audition Who is the that guy? you'd be fine. Who was it?
1: Um
0: well Your acting coach. Yeah,
1: my acting coach which I I don't want to he's- Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got that it, got it. Yeah. Um
0: but <laughs> but
2: what's a brilliant idea. It's what no and it was actually idea.
1: I started doing it as an adult. Um and it was, yeah, it was like, it was from your door to the door there. I'm going to come up with my
0: own, come up with your own. Come and it up really my own so smart. It is so smart because we're going to take a break. We've got Christina Applegate here. Um, Michelle is, Visage, I made is it. in the house. It only took
2: me two and a half hours, yeah. but I made it. Yes. All
0: right. Uh, we're going to be right back with more Christina Applegate. Casper <laughs> <laughs> is an online retailer of premium mattresses at a fraction of the price. Casper brand mattresses combine multiple supportive memory foam for a quality sleep surface with the right amounts of sink and bounce. They also have breathable design, which helps you sleep cool and regulate your body temperature throughout the night. They even arrive right at your doorstep in a transportable box. I have a Casper Wave and it is fantastic. Now, if for some reason you're still not sure about getting a Casper, you can be sure about your purchase with Casper's 100 night risk-free sleep on it trial. So get $50 towards select mattress purchases by visiting casper.com slash and using the offer code RU at checkout. Terms and conditions apply. Now, I love talking about Squarespace because they make making a website so much easier than from the old days when we all had to hire a webmaster and do all that rigmarole. This is the way to do it, especially for creative people. I think this is a great company. Now, listen, when you're ready to purchase a plan, get 10% off with the offer code RU. That's squarespace.com, and don't forget to use the drag and drop platform. It is fabulous, honey. squarespace.com offer code RU. We are back with Christina Applegate. We're talking about the biz now, Michelle. Well, I'm just I've covered where are you starting? I covered the kid already. The kid, okay. Sadie. Seven years old. Oh, the baby. Yeah, I, c- I covered the early years of the acting. She is a punk rock kid like yourself. You Did know. you get
2: into Married with Children? Did you get we into Sleepy? just started charity?
0: Married with Children. I wanted to ask about don't that. Don't tell mom the
2: babysitter's dead. No, we're, we're going right.
0: to get, okay. I was waiting for you on that, okay. but I want to get in, I wanted to talk about something else. I'm going to go back to the auditioning thing because you don't have to audition anymore. But, um, oh,
1: I do. I had, I just had an audition like th- right before winter break. It's the first one in probably 10 years. Why, Why would audition? you have to audition? It's okay. I was taken on as like this amazing challenge and what was amazing to me is how I've grown so much confidence in myself and and like resolute of like I'm not attached to the outcome of right. whatever anymore. I don't care. Yeah. And so I was felt so relaxed and are you a good auditionee? A, I I felt pretty good about this one. I've always done pretty well. But I was, what I was telling him, is I used to be like just petrified. I mean, shaking before I would go yeah. in. Um, this tape really helped me. Got it. Um, now I get right. the, the to thoughts. get, to get yeah. me there.
0: Have you ever but been on the other side of the table? Have you ever been in the position to hire an actor?
1: I've, yeah, I've had to do like readings with people. Like I had a show named Jesse mm-hmm. many years ago, mm-hmm. and I was a part of the audition process for hiring some of the cast for that. It's not nice. I do not like that at all mm-hmm. because all the fears that you have when you leave a room, when you've just auditioned, they're real. Yeah. Like yeah. you you close the door and you're walking to your car and they are S talking you. Sure. So everything and that you yeah. feared. Everything you feared is actually was, happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just validated. No. Yeah. Just, yeah. just so you know. Yeah. yeah. So if you can like be <laughs> disconnected from the fact that yes, they will talk about you. Right. That wasn't me. I mean, I was amazed by it. I was sitting there, like, going, wow, that door hadn't even clicked, and you're already, like, bashing that human being or praising them. Mm -hmm. You know, it's one or the other. But if
0: you are an actor or performer, you know. So you have to, like, kind of get a thick skin about that. You know (laughs) that you are a product, and it's not personal. That's why when I have auditioned people or looked at audition reels or tapes, Usually people are doing the exact same thing. And the first time someone does something uniquely different or, or original, you, you, your your ears prick up and you can think, wow, hey, there's something right there. So the truth is, whenever I go an audition and I'm terrible at it, I'm just myself. And if you, you want some of this, fine. If you don't, I'm cool. I got my bills paid. I got my mortgage covered. I'm fine. I don't think you're terrible at it
2: either, because you're getting it. But there are people who are lifers, and you'll you'll probably agree with this. With auditioning, they don't get the jobs, but they're great auditioners. And then they come in, and or they'll get the job, and then they end up losing the job because they can't deliver. We've seen it on yeah. Drag Race Ru, yeah. where the audition tapes are so amazing, and then they get on the show, and you're like, "That's not what happened on the tape." Right, you know what I right. mean? They can't live Did up. Did
0: you curl your lashes?
2: No, it's good though, isn't what it? What is it? Sephora's brand. It's a burgundy mascara. Oh, it's it's really quite nice. Isn't it good? Yeah. And you have light eyes too. These are always good to try colors because we always stick with the blacks. Yeah. But when you put on the burgundies and the deeper colors that you don't know are colors, they do something magical. Yeah. And And does it curl? really good. I don't think so. I think it's just the, the... I like a thick... Let me just finish, yeah, that, finish sentence. that sentence. Yeah. I like a thick brush yeah. on my mascara. I don't like those plastic ones. Mm-hmm. I like a, they call them like the teddy
1: bear brushes that are mm-hmm.
0: really. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I'm gonna have to yeah. yes. look into that. Yes. All right. So now on, on married with children. But I was gonna
1: also say, and I think this is important for for people to for women especially, and as in the in the in where we're at with this with the movement and uh-huh. what's happening. There's something that my mom instilled in me from a very very young age. You don't need anything from anyone in that room.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: So you don't That's need great. anything right. from they anybody. Need from you they need you. Yeah, yeah. And so, ha- like, and I think that helped me on sets. That helped me That's everywhere. Um, that I I am my own universe, and I'm I'm going to be fine. And if if Absolutely. if this doesn't work out, something better will always be there. And Absolutely. so you, not to be connected and tied to and afraid. I amazing. Um, so, I
0: think this is the tape. This is the podcast we yes, are listening to there you on, go. Yeah. on the way to your audition. This is it. Now, on, on Married with Children, at one point you were wearing a lace front wig. Why were you wearing a lace front wig?
1: Because I dyed my hair purple and black and red. Okay. That was not Kelly's thing. It was not no. part of your character. I, no, I needed to. You. I was the... over it. It was... It was was it yeah it was the summer before our last season which we didn't know was our last season and i was like i'm i my identity has never been tied into this person but i'm so i'm so sick of this Mm yeah blonde but it was really good and so i cut it off i cut it really short and dyed it like five different colors and i (laughs) I came to a fox event and they the producers looked at me like what in the hell have you done Mm -hmm. and i said you're getting me a wig so Mm -hmm. don't worry about it and they're like those are expensive i was like you're getting me a wig. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I wore a wig. Was it?
0: It was then, a lace front. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: that was the original lineup, wasn't it? We're, we're married with children. One of the with the real the, estate show with the Simpsons. Oh, and he, it, was, he- it was Howard's know, Head or Herman's. We head. were the very
1: head. the very first show that aired. Was yeah, it was us, Tracy Ullman, and then Twenty One Jump Street, I believe. Right, Simpsons yeah. came from Tracy I meant yeah. Ullman. Yeah, and then
0: wh- when did Herman's Head? Wasn't that so that was. It was series, later. Was it? it? Was, well, but then there was it kind the of aired one like one weird. With Alison
1: There LaBlocka. was like duets. Oh duets.
0: Duets. That was duets. it. Yes, duets. Duets. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean,
1: gosh, guys, that was 1986, 1980 It's uh-huh. yeah. a long time ago. Yeah. Um, I made a joke. I was on, I don't remember, I was on like Corden or something like that. And he's like, so what do you, what do you attribute to like you being around? And I said, um... The secret to my success is to have a mediocre success.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I disagree. So, like,
1: but... Just stay right under the radar and you'll be around forever. <laughs> yeah. 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 You don't have to take all the pressure and yeah. like, God, if you're like the star of everything and it flops, then, the, you know, no one right. wants to hire you anymore. If you just stay under the radar, yeah. you can make some dough, you can have a nice career and then you can take time off to raise your child like Aww. I'm yeah. doing. And yeah. that's kind of. You know, kind of where I'm at. Yeah, right now well,
0: because um, so um, married with children, like in the fourth year of it, you—that's when don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. Is that when that happened? Oh, I you you probably know better I think than it's 91,
1: 92.
2: I do. 92. I, uh, I was. Yeah, it is. It is. With it's the 92. years, I can't tell
1: you. Yeah, I can't tell you yeah, either.
0: Yeah. So, but then, I mean, relative. I mean, your movie career took off relatively fast. I mean, you were on the show for about four years before the movie career, because that was a real unexpected hit. That movie. Well, oh, it only became a hit way later on. Really? When
1: people discovered it, like, almost as a retro kind of thing. Uh huh. Because it, it didn't wasn't do well. A hit it in wasn't a box office? No, it was so not a box office. Oh <laughs> How we remember and it? And I was a so, hit. like, so snooty about it being, like, a studio film. I was like, ugh, I was such a sellout. I'm such a I, I seriously was such a jerk. <laughs> I was such a jerk. How you old know, were you when you did Cut, that cut one? to Please Put Me in a Box Office Hit Movie. You know yeah, what I mean? So yeah. I could. Um, was I 18, 19 yeah, or maybe. something. I was super like uh, too cool for school. I was too cool for myself. There's, really? you should see like old interviews of me from Married with Children. I literally in like, my I just didn't care. Oh God, how annoying!
0: Who were you? I mean, how annoying? No, Who were you? I mean, like what? What were that your was influences? just me. That,
1: that was, was just me. Growing
2: up in Los Angeles, she grew up in Los Angeles. Yeah. yeah. When you and I, I'm not comparing you, but let's just take the Kardashians for a minute. And every and like every week they tongue and Oh I'm going
1: to cook dinner. And it's just, it's a thing, I think, growing oh, up. Oh, I didn't talk mm-hmm. like that. I talked in like around. a kid from my community. Because that was that generation. Was, but was not Valley. It was just right. really uninterested right. in <laughs> right. everything. Yeah. And... Attitude and not a lot of smiling or laughing. Alone. Right. Yeah. Just like everything sucks and that's where I come from. And that was at age yeah. too. And that's who, that's kind of where my friends were in my neighborhood that I was friends with, on, you know, until now.
0: So. Did you ever come out of that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: <clears throat> when? I, why? I
1: don't know. I don't know. I started to, you know, I think there was a point when I realized I had to kind of play in the, in the show do you know what I mean in the show of what this is and life or in show business no just like if you're gonna go on a talk show you have to be witty and you Mm. have to be engaging and you have to be bright and because you're now selling a movie for someone and you've gotta be interesting and be the one they want to have come back because you're so (gasps) uh, awesome and hilarious and I think that somewhere in there I let go of that and and became that so
0: right um right I mean just, <laughs> I, I haven't mentioned it yet but um uh Michelle and everybody who knows me knows that I have a thing oh, about yeah. Ed O'Neill and um for years for years okay. even when I when it's on TBS even today or TNT whatever it's on merge with children I stop and I and if I talk about this too long I'm gonna embarrass myself but to I, check I'm himself gonna, um <laughs> there's um there's a raw sexuality that um, Re- actually, I saw him recently on on um, That's amazing uh, the Miami one. Vice. Miami Vice. Yeah, he's on the second episode. Do you
2: watch the? Um, oh no, I- Modern Family. Thank I don't you. watch
0: that. I don't watch that. But the second episode of Miami Vice, he's on there, looking
2: sh- we love them shake,
1: shake. I love
0: that Eddie I hope you. someone tells you oh my here. god but do you I mean you that's know so you awesome. see what I see I mean are you, you know what remotely? it is about
1: you know what it is about I do not have that same feeling <laughs> towards the person who played my father for 11 yeah, years yeah. but I I can I'll bet you what you're picking up is that Honey Badger don't give an S uh huh and that's Ed O'Neill
0: really uh huh Ed
1: O'Neill don't give uh <laughs> You can say
2: it. We're not edited. Okay. They don't give a shit. He doesn't give a shit.
1: Yeah. That is the beauty and
0: we love that, don't we? Yeah. Well, that's part of the audition thing And
1: that was, and also I think that was the whole cast of Married. We all were like the the black sheep of this network Mm -hmm. and so with that, you kind of don't give a shit Mm -hmm. and we're all the same. Like, Mm -hmm katie dave myself amanda all of us can sit in a room and we're just such a bunch of like not giving a Mm -hmm. shit kind of people Mm -hmm. and and that's not a bad thing you know it's like it's just kind of being unattached to outcome and 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 just forging through but i think with ed what you're picking up is that attitude
0: and you know and that Fucking sexy ass body. I'm sorry. I'm. I said it. Okay. He, yeah. Yeah. I'm, it's rude. It. It's them all rude. And okay, Polyester yeah. pants. Yeah. It's all good. Oh my god. <laughs> yikes. Go for yours, baby. No, it's true. But um. So the show the, and that was really the attitude of the show. In, fa- in fact, yeah. That was I mean the that was the outlook. attitude of
1: everyone there. It was a big it FU was, too. Yeah television yeah, absolutely in, in
0: every best way possible huge hit who would have known it's still on tv today on tbs it it's on the. it's like four or five episodes in the morning yeah. what's the time you saw it it's been oh it's been a minute so you've brilliant. never flipped past and said oh my I've god i have flipped
1: past it and then i like go oh i don't remember what shooting that and then yeah. i've then i feel real weird about it
0: <laughs> move on <laughs> yeah yeah but um was
2: life-changing
0: well it's it's it is part of you know the american tapestry and then you go on from there and you do broadway oh there's a big gap in between no no there's yeah i know there's a big there's a big gap but um i'm just talking about I i mean you've all been a success in television and in movies but the broadway thing is um is the most surprising were you surprised that you could do that no, I've been charity. prepping. I've been charity. prepping for that my whole life. Yeah, but singing and dancing?
1: I've been prepping for that, Mom. I've been a dancer since I was 3 years old. I had no idea. I've danced, you know, every night of the week when I was doing married with children. I um take class and on the summers I would take 25 hours a week of class when I didn't I wasn't no working. Wow. So, no, I was like in it. Um and the singing, my mom always kind of made me take lessons, but I was never amazing at it. Luckily for that character, not I'm sure that Ben Brantley at the New York Times will disagree, <laughs> but I didn't think that I needed to have a big Broadway voice for charity.
0: How many shows Thanks. did you do of
1: that? How many? How many? Uh... I think we did like three hundred and oh something. Goodness. I was there how for a year. a year. A mm-hmm. year. Oh my god! Who did the costumes? Um, William. Uh, you know the black guy who always does the costumes. Uh. H-, <laughs> H H. He's the one. He wins the Tony like every year. He does everything. He's amazing. William Hinton, or no, no, no. H. Lee You can find. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel terrible. It's been a minute. I have not that was two thousand five, but no, I like I auditioned for it and it was like a ten hour audition. Did day. you get nominated for a Tony for that? Yeah, I did. Yeah,
2: yeah. Wow. It was it was a great. I only know the cast recording. I didn't get a chance to see it, but I thought you did a great
1: job. Thank you. I, yeah, that was a hard year because I don't. Was your health don't involved know. in that? Year I broke too? my foot. Um, I broke my foot during previews. Oh, God. So six weeks out from opening on Broadway, I broke my foot on stage. In a di- in highly dancing show. In front of, of 2,000 people. Oh, my God. So not dancing. I just slipped on part of the oh. stage that was uneven and my foot cracked and oh, my bone cracked in half my on stage. God.
0: So
2: what do you so do? So it was a really, really hard. What do you do hard... for the rest of the show?
1: Well, I couldn't do the rest of the show. So I stayed on stage for about half hour, 45 minutes. I had two numbers that I, can, I don't exit. And I was trying to signal to the stage managers that I had broken my foot and to call an ambulance. And finally, there's one part of this uh, one scene I don't know how where one I fall. That. Yeah. When I fall, it's not. It wasn't fun. It was real <laughs> painful, and I was singing and dancing on it. And I go into this pit where I'm supposed to fall into this lake, and my stage manager was right there. And I said, "I broke my fucking foot. Call an ambulance." And she's like, "What? What? What?" And I said, "I come up and I did a line, and then I came back down and I said, I broke my foot.'" She's like, "Okay, okay." So by the time we got to the Frug, which was like another mm-hmm. two numbers after that that's the only time that I get to leave the stage pretty much for the whole show. Um, and they carried me off stage. I f- like fainted from the pain and I went to the hospital and my, um, my or swing. swing just came she, yeah. Dylee's Croman, who's amazing. And she finished the show. And then wow.
0: how, when was the next time you did the show again? How many, how much, how much long? How... Six.
1: It was four, four to six weeks, I think after four to six weeks. So wow. it was very broken when I started previews in New York. Um, and it hurt really bad, and I had to um, sit out of there's got to be something better than this for the during the previews because it was in so much pain and I wanted to make sure I was ready for opening night and I had a brace in my shoe I had special shoes made for me that would hold the foot together because it was nowhere near healed um. And so I did it very limpy for a while until mm. finally my foot felt better and then I was back in it.
0: Oh my God. Oh It was my really, God. it
1: was real. That took every bit of strength that I have had in my life to like heal that as fast as I was able to heal it and
0: oh. do. Oh my God. Well, there was no know, way at all.
1: No. But other than that, it was most exquisite time. of It was
0: just the most incredible would you do it experience. Again? Not that show, but another dancing, I, singing Broadway show. I would
1: love to, but I'm just not, I'm just my daughter made my back real crappy. So I don't know if like, I don't even dance anymore. My, and sadly my wonderful dance teacher passed away last year. Um, uh, who I danced with from the time I was 15 until I was 39 years old. Um, but, uh, Yeah, that would be too difficult, I think, on my body.
0: Yeah. So what kind of dance are you talking about? Like just like everything jazz, modern? Well, I started, you know, where are you supposed to start? Ballet.
1: You take ballet as your structure, your technique, tap, jazz. Um, And then with Doug, his name was Doug Caldwell. He was an amazing human being. Um, I discovered lyrical contemporary. And so basically that's what I did from 15 until was contemporary and lyrical had you
0: ever been able to use that in- and then of
1: course I'm, i was obsessed with bob Fosse. so yeah when i was younger i had a my dance teacher when i was little was a, a Fosse dancer so all of our like these little kids are learning how to do Fosse. it was pretty funny <laughs> oh my god um, wrist turns um, yeah. everywhere i would love and she to counted see like this she counted
0: on with a cigarette in her mouth
1: oh no she never smoked but we were like little kids, like probably 10 years old, and our teacher did not have any counts. And I actually brought that when I posted SNL the last time. I um I came to them and I said, I have an idea for a sketch. It's my dance teacher when I was a kid, and she never did counts. And um they wrote a sketch for me, and it was so funny. I was such no, a great sketch. No, don't have to go and Google it. Yeah, that. it was yeah. called um, Jillian Chiz or something <laughs> like that. or It's just the, yeah. Oh my God. That's Are they fussy. open to that
2: stuff when you go to SNL and you say I they, I, they do- ask
1: for yeah, they ask for it. Usually I don't I don't know if they always do that, but I was like, can we please do that? I've been wanting to like bring this to the public that mm. this woman did this and made me laugh so hard. Did she see and, it? Um, I have no idea. And even if she saw it, I don't know if she'd know that it was her, but uh-huh. I'm sure she did, because she's the only dance teacher that went, Oh, chick gong, k-gung, gong, chick gong, Yeah.
0: We've got Christina Applegate. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with more. Now, we received some really great emails from you guys at RuPaulPodcast at gmail.com about your Squarespace websites, which I love. Now, you can get a free trial with no credit card required just by going to Squarespace.com. And when you're ready to confirm a plan, you can use the code RU to get 10% off. It is a fabulous, fabulous service, and I recommend it highly. Uh, Squarespace is the bomb. Now, I want to read one of the emails that you guys sent us. This is a letter from Kevin Rode. He says, Hi, Ruin Michelle. I'm writing this letter in secret. I want to surprise my boyfriend by reading this letter about his website, which he actually created with Squarespace. Anyway, Zuhair has an amazing talent that he's truly passionate about. He performs wedding ceremonies, and he's officiated over a dozen weddings now for all types of people, gay, straight, his friends, complete strangers and uh, all religions and all types of situations too. Fancy, casual, at the beach, on a rooftop, you name it, he's done it. He, and he that's cute. Using Squarespace uh, has helped Zuhair share this passion and turn it into a business. It, it was so easy for him to create this website. It's uh, www.wordsthatlast.com. Using Squarespace, easy drag and drop Zuhair created a simple, elegant site that shows testimonials from couples he's married, a gorgeous photo gallery from weddings that he's done, which, by the way, looks great on mobile screens too, Um, contact info to learn more about him, and much, much more. And with the free URL, wordsthatlast.com. Thanks so much, and I hope you can read this and make his day. Best Adam. Well, Adam, you know, you said it all right there. It is so easy to create a website using Squarespace. Just go to squarespace.com and use that offer code RU and baby, you will be on your way. Good luck for all the couples that Zuhair has married and to you and Zuhair, Adam, Thank you so much. Go to squarespace.com, use offer code RU. Casper is an online retailer of premium mattresses for a fraction of the price. Casper brand mattresses combine multiple supportive memory foams for quality sleep service with the right amounts of sink and bounce. They also have breathable designs to help you sleep cool and regulate your body temperature throughout the night. They even arrive right at your doorstep in a transportable box. Casper isn't just a mattress company. They also offer sheets, pillows, and bed frames, and even dog beds, so everyone in the family sleeps comfier than ever before. Now, I have a Casper Wave, and I think it's absolutely fabulous. Now, if for any reason you're still not sure about getting a Casper, you can be sure about your purchase with Casper's 100-night risk-free sleep-on-it trial. Now, did I mention free shipping and returns throughout the U.S. and Canada? Well, there you have it. What are you waiting for? Get $50 toward any select mattress purchase by visiting casper.com slash and using the offer code RU at checkout. Terms and conditions apply. We got Christina Applegate to see we're oh, talking about her dance career. The dance career. Yeah, you know, uh did did um Sweet Charity in um uh years ago in 05. Mm-hmm. Um and did was did you guys Fosse originally did the choreography for that show on oh, Broadway, didn't he? Oh, that's yeah. cuz it's yeah. his Gwen show. Verdon. It's Gwen Verdon. Right.
1: Neil Simon wrote the book. We actually Neil Simon was there for um the beginning stages of our our um That was Cheetah rehearsals. too, wasn't it? Was Cheetah Cheetah, Cheetah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cheetah. Well then they did the movie and then that was Shirley MacLaine and Cheetah. Mm-hmm. And then uh, went back to Broadway and Debbie Allen did it, played uh-huh. Charity. Yeah, I remember and that. and then also Cheetah got to play Charity. Um she, Cheetah and I have spent a lot of time together. It's we we hero. talk about we talk about Miss Miss Charity Hope Valentine and how she's Uh-oh. um even Shirley MacLaine who I love and adore. Uh she I kept wanting her to come see the show when she was in New York, so I knew she was there. And years later, she said, "Look, I have to tell you something. I, I know you wanted me to see it." She goes, "But I can't see anyone play charity. It hurts. Mm-hmm. It hurts my heart." Uh-huh. And I said, "I totally get it. I get it." She was yeah. so good in it too. She was so good, but that the character becomes a part of your veins, mm-hmm. and um, because you just love her so much, you you fall in love with
2: well,
0: everybody does who she
1: is, yeah. and it's wow. just yeah. Wow,
0: we have to talk Anchorman. Okay, okay, let's talk Anchorman. So you know you've got these big movies, you've got this huge television career, and then you do these movies. And no, I don't don't know if people really expected you to be such a big movie star. And it's it's kind of amazing. Does this surprise you?
1: I don't know. I go back to that like mediocre success thing
0: because it never felt
1: like that. See, I don't I don't live in the outside world. I don't live in the outside world. I live very very secluded life i don't my friends are not in the business i'm so i'm so they're such, pot dealers they're all pot dealers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. um so i i'm so removed from that and when i if i do have to go somewhere and i do have to like present at it something it's such a bizarre feeling it's so foreign Still, to me After it's yeah, years, so even
0: so it's you go so to a grocery foreign
2: store me. And you go out and You go to a restaurant even if you don't do your own grocery shopping i'm assuming you go to a restaurant <laughs>
0: Uh, Instacart,
2: honey.
1: There's no need to go to a store with all the germs. Instacart. You just order from like wherever, and they bring it.
0: Instacart. Instacart. Instacart.com. Yeah. And I don't. Yeah, because you're not a spokesperson. You don't want to. No, I'm not a spokesperson. But I don't want to
1: get, especially flu season. Who wants to go into a store? Right. 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 Um. But no, I don't because I look like I look like really raggedy when I go out. So most of the time I don't, darling. Most of the time I don't get recognized. Or like if I'm hiking then sometimes like very just recently like someone walked up and was like hiking and then they're like oh and then they just kept hiking mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know because we all know that like we don't want to stop and chit chat we right. want to yeah. hike yeah you know yeah. yeah so that's really my own exposure and to.
0: you um you're on the you're on the lace front uh, wig tip for that is that the you... first
1: one no no the first one i had a fall Okay. Is that what we call it? Yes, things, yes, or, yes, yes, yes. A Demi. A Demi. I had uh-huh. a Demi uh-huh. um, in the back just to give it some Veronica Yeah, some Veronica Lake. Ha- which uh, is, was my inspiration for Veronica Corningstone because you know Veronica is not Miss Corningstone's real name. Right. right. So I had a whole story in my head that she was obsessed with Veronica Lake. That's neither here nor there. Mm-hmm. Um, So I had that for the first one and... By the second one, 10 years later, my hair did not have the same luxuriousness as it did the before. The same get up and go? So we, we had a wig. And that wig moved. I saw the movie and it, it kept moving the placement. <laughs> oh, the, oh, you mean slipping and sliding? The, no, just the person, who, the person who put it on me was not consistent. Yeah, uh-huh. And um, so it was the wig show. That's what oh, we yeah. called it. Like Will, myself, everybody had wigs. Everybody we were had like, wigs, right. Like, hmm. That was the wig movie.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, a lot of um, actresses use wigs, and Nicole Kidman's the most famous for doing it, because of reshoots and because of continuity. Well, and also
1: the damage you're doing to your hair on a daily basis with someone with curling irons. It's so, it's so, I mean, when I start a movie, I'll, you know, have a good head of hair, and by the end, I'm like, Going bald. I couldn't so, imagine
2: what you went through for Kelly Bundy. Honestly, I couldn't because your hair was- Oh, it went through. And it was, was platinum. Not
1: only platinum, it was like Suzanne Somers white. Right. Like Chrissy Snow. Yeah. Yes. They, they told me to tone it down because what was happening is that when I would walk, the light would go behind me. It would trail behind me. <laughs> uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Not even Leaving kidding. Leaving chemtrails. Right. didn't yeah. like, literally chemtrails from my hair. So they like, can you do something about whatever it is that you're doing? And so I, st- I started to be, have it m- a much more natural- I changed hairstylists, and I went to this guy named Stuart who who is, like, one of the most amazing colorists in the world, also has passed away, unfortunately. But he would, you know, take hours to, like, put little bits of brown, little bits of blonde, little bits of gold, so then it mm-hmm. would <laughs> – I went started to go towards natural towards the end of that, right. right? And then the pink and the purple and the green, and then the that happened underneath. <laughs> that yeah. was my hidden secret. But it does
2: yeah. destroy your hair to bring it full circle. Doing that all the time and coloring and hairspray and yeah, shreds it.
1: It yeah. does.
0: Yeah. So so um, Anchorman, and then just are, do you wear wig and no, you don't wear wig and bad moms, do so you? Good. Was I? No. No. No,
1: that was my hair. Yeah. With some pieces. Okay, a few pieces. A, pieces. a few pieces. How
2: fun was that though cuz you got to be the ultimate snooty bitch, uptight, all of that and you're working with these
1: maniacs. I know. It's it was seriously the greatest group of women that you could possibly assemble together. All moms, all down, all totally grounded. All of us wanted to go home to our kids cuz we all most of us who have young ones except for Jada, obviously, had our kids in New Orleans with us. So we were like early every day and we were like, okay, no, we don't need to do any more of that. Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm. (laughs) Like the most professional on time. They never waited on anyone. Mm -hmm. Plus just incredibly supportive group of women. I mean, that does not happen often. And that was so wonderful. And then, you know, yeah, I got to play the ultimate bitch.
0: Sort of raspy bad girl is in your repertoire, but Mm -hmm. then there's also the snooty woman (laughs) That you do in 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 bad moms, they, they, you know, and 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 these came out of out of kind of nowhere. These um, we didn't well, actually. Kelly Bundy has that sort of.
2: She's a bad girl attitude. She's a bad yeah. girl attitude, yeah. but she got
1: she got dumber and dumber as right. the years went on. <laughs> yes. and I remember going to see this documentary called Decliner of the Western Civilization oh, yeah. Part Two: mm-hmm. The Metal Years," and this girl came on. She had just won Miss Gazzari's. and. She was blonde, and she was wearing a Lycra mini dress. Hot. And they asked, what do you want to do next after winning Miss Gazzari's? And she said, I'm going to continue on my modeling and my actress sing. <laughs> <laughs> and I literally went. That was it. I was like, <laughs> that's, that's, that's it. Really. That's so topical. It's so now. Yeah. This is what's happening. <laughs> Why are these women wearing like condoms as dresses like i was like what is this society what is this other world i don't even know anything about like you know uh rock sluts and videos like what is happening and i i went to them the next day and i said we need to go shopping and we went and got like weird belts and you know the mini dresses and it was like literally we started over with her Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that's kind of and so i thank that woman i don't know what your name is Mm. but you gave me the inspiration for a character that um took on her own life and yeah. meaning and spirit. When but if
2: she's still actressing. Yeah. Is she she she's is. actressing? Oh that's is awesome. That woman
1: is
0: Nicole Kidman. <laughs> 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 now okay, so what so what roles have you not done? I mean that you, you could do the, the snooty uptight mom and bad moms. You could do the sort of bad girl, you know, uh, Think you know, go get her girl and uh, don't tell mom the baby's babysitter's dead. You know, what have they do they not offer you that you wanna do? <laughs>
1: Um, well, I know enough about this from my childhood and my life, like to have a really like mental case and really broken human being. Mm, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. that, that's,
0: that's kind of like what though. you want. Yeah. Yeah. Dramatic. Okay. I'm uh,
2: surprised that it hasn't. Something happened.
0: Yeah. Like, yeah. What's that Farrah Fawcett movie? The, the Burning Bed. The Burning Bed. Oh. <laughs> you need your Burning Bed moment. Yeah.
2: <clears throat> that's where
0: everybody went. Oh yeah. my God. She. Yeah. She can act. She can act. Yeah, yeah. No,
2: pe- they don't need that with you because yeah. obviously you've done a million different things. That shows different sides. That's why I loved Anchorman because it was like, I don't know. It was just seeing Christina in a different yeah light for me. It was like, yeah. oh my god, she's really funny and it was low key.
0: Yeah, no, I love that. When we talk about your career in in show business, but then there, you know, you've had some uh, uh, obstacles in this life. Uh, do you have a spiritual program that, or did you gain a spiritual cr- program after you, you know, had that sort of well, the very traumatic uh, health scare.
1: Um, you mean cancer? When uh-huh. I had cancer, that one, um, <laughs> or with a broken it. foot? Which one? Okay. okay. Um, I've always uh, believed what I believe since I was a little kid. My mom um, was very spiritual, and I've uh, so my beliefs have always been the same. of What I believe in. Um, I've been a member of Agape Spiritual Center since I was twenty-four, but before that. Was in a different church of the same teaching, from the time I was ten years old. So it's always been the same. Um, so the Rev has been, you know, a big part of my life, Reverend Michael Beckwith, mm-hmm. uh, for who's amazing twenty something years, mm-hmm. and so that's what continues to sustain me. Yeah. is my beliefs what's your daily practice my practice is not happening right now because i have a kid who wakes me up at 4 30 in the morning this morning to go like close a window so it's really <laughs> difficult to have How any old is she? kind of she's seven. seven so it's so it i never used to leave the house without meditating and praying for years and years and years and then you have a child and your morning is no longer, it's not about you anymore. It Wait, back you. up, back
0: up, uh, to 4.30 to close
1: a window? Yeah, she said, she came in, she goes, mom, not even like good morning, Push, mom, wake up. Um, there's a window open in my sister's room and um, you need to close it because <laughs> it's scaring me. That's what they do. So, and then I went and then she comes back and, and she goes, I'm, now I'm hungry. Hmm. And I'm like, dude, we usually don't even eat till 7 a.m. Right. It's 4.30. And I got really grumpy this morning. I'm yeah. a very grumpy yeah. person. So you <laughs> know- She knows that like, don't talk to me until I've had coffee. And my alarm doesn't go on- off till 6.20. So just don't. Why do we do,
0: 4.30, what are we doing here, man? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> she's mm-hmm. doing what she wants to do. Yeah, Right. Now, okay, when you think, but when did the whole I cancer thing happen? When did that happen? Uh, 2008. So when you look back in hindsight, what, metaphysically speaking, what do you think that meant? What was that, what was, what, what was that, what did it mean in your story? What was that?
1: There were a lot of cancers in my life at that time, whether mm-hmm. they be a human being or a disease. And mm. I think that say so a for the people uh-oh. in the back. Um, I you know I had you know it's publicly known I had been in a relationship with someone who who passed away um, from drugs um, during all of this that I was going through, and I had to de- deal I had dealt with that situation with him for a good year, and it was very painful, you know, to to try to save someone that can't be saved. Mm. You know what I mean, mm. and that that felt that was a disease in my life that I was dealing with and kind of in the middle all of it he he OD'd and I was having surgery all at the same time wow. so it was kind of like there was a lot of just not good things happening in my life and yet at the same time I was on a show that I loved more than anything in the world which was Samantha Who mm-hmm. um probably my favorite job I've ever really? had mm-hmm. Besides Anchorman, I know, Will, don't worry. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Don't worry, boys. We all know that's our favorite movie we've Mm -hmm, ever done. Paul Rudd. Reddy and Steve and Dave my my boys. I love them so much. What an amazing group of men. So lucky to have known them. But, you know, that was, and I was so doing the show, but I was also, in every scene, I was working 17 hours a day By Fridays, we would call them Fratterdays because we would be working till four in the morning. I mean, I was so depleted on all sides of my life that it all just made sense that that would happen. Mm -hmm. And um, so. At that point, did you put the brakes
2: on and say, okay, now it's time for me? Well, obviously you had to for the obvious reasons. Well,
1: I mean, I had already, you know, the relationship had been over for about a, a month, or two before he passed away so when he passed away it was sort of sad it was awful obviously very tragic and sad um but it finally I mean it's so awful to say but like I had I, like then I just had to take care of me mm-hmm. and it was sort of like no one's allowed to uh I'm allowed to say no to everything there was some advice that I got actually from um a A woman who's a musician who also had breast cancer got on the phone with me when I was dealing with it and she's like okay this is what you do now (laughs) you say no Mm -hmm. you say f off and you take care of you you are number one Mm -hmm. and that is it and you do not let any stress come into your life you stay in your zone stay in your zone as much as you can and so that's what I That's what I did. I just stayed in... I tried to stay in my zone. Did it have to
0: come to that extreme for that to to be a part of your life? I don't think so because then
1: what are we saying? We're saying that something really horrible has to happen in order for you to have a, you know, an aha moment. I don't think that's it. I think it was just that's what was happening in my life Mm -hmm. at the time. Um, And oftentimes
2: it does take that.
1: Oftentimes it does. Um, It would have happened one way or the other. I wish it hadn't been that. Mm -hmm. But... um, you know, I'm BRCA positive, so it was eventually going to happen to me anyway, mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm. for the most
2: part. So do um, you have to go through the thing of checking your daughter and doing all that? Because that's a lot. Sadly, lots of people sadly, you
1: know, I, I, she has asked me, will I oh. have that? And I said, no, absolutely. And so now, for now, we don't talk about that. Yeah. Um, she doesn't need to be, you know, she's not, not of, of yeah. you know, the hormones <laughs> haven't changed for her yet, but... Um, you know, I, it's, it's very, very big in my family. Like there's Mm -hmm. a lot of
0: Baraka positive. What can women Um, who are listening who may be, um, Baraka positive, what could they do now to circumvent any of that, uh, craziness?
1: Well, a lot of people are doing pre, you know, it's controversial. It's very controversial, but, um, they're getting mastectomies without having had cancer, um, they're taking their ovaries and fallopian tubes out because the chance of getting ovarian cancer is way higher than the average person. Um, How do you find out if you are? It's just blood a blood test. test. Uh-huh. So I say just, you know, you got to do you. You got to talk to your doctor and you got to do you. I mean, I've I've come out publicly about, I recently took my ovaries and fallopian tubes out in September of last year. Um, so I'm going through the change <laughs> right, right now. Um, you go through menopause, like literally when you wake up, Different than a so, full hysterectomy, though, right? You keep your uterus. I kept, yeah, I kept my uterus um, because that was a bigger, bigger surgery, mm. and um, and with braca, you're you you just kind of go back to like the norm of percentages on that happening. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the choices that I decided to make for myself, but by no means would I ever preach to anyone to do it. Mm. I just think that if you do have a braca diagnosis, that it kind of gives you like this upper hand of going, okay, what do I do? Um, yeah.
2: at least you know where other people and in the f- past we wouldn't have known mm-hmm. yeah. if we carry the broca gene or if our mothers carry yeah. it because it goes it can be passed down it's not 100%
1: confirmed that it'll be passed down mm-hmm. and a lot of times it comes from the father's side of the family too really? mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so with my mom they believe it came from her father's side of the family because on that side is she had a lot of aunts that were dying and stuff so they didn't know I mean obviously then back in those those days they didn't know anything about it but um, it passed through They believe her father to her. She has it. Then my aunt doesn't. But my uncle's daughter died of ovarian cancer right after I had my surgery, my cousin. Wow. And they have it on that side. So it kind of, it moved all over the place. But there's also a possibility that the DNA, like for myself and my husband, that something could have, but our DNAs together possibly didn't have that mutation be passed down to my daughter. Mm -hmm. So it's very possible that that's not happening. All I can do is I feed her really well and, you know, try to teach her about her stress levels and her anxiety levels and just putting as much pure stuff into her body to kind of give her that foundation because, Mm -hmm. you know... All of it has something to do with it. You're you giving know, her all the tools: environment, food, um, stress, yep. all of it. Outlook on life. Yeah, it all plays a part. In yeah, it.
0: yeah. Life's a bitch, isn't it? <laughs> it can be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think for everybody, I think you know that you know when you you learn navigational tools uh, and you try to apply them, but it's not easy. Nothing's easy. You got to work for everything. You've been working forever. Do you think you'll work in this business forever? I have no other skills.
1: So <laughs>
0: Doubt that.
1: At some point, I'm going to have to go back to work. Um, I've been lucky this last year that I haven't really had to. Are you in Bad Moms um, Christmas? I have like I'm in one scene. Mm-hmm. Do you go to school stuff for your daughter? Like, are you super like I'm, I'm the PTA mom? Yeah, I'm. On are the other PTA. moms put off
2: by Christina Applegate?
1: Walking. No, I'm just I'm just Sadie's mom there. And the kids know me as Miss Lenoble. They the don't. Kids do, but I would but imagine the adults. Like if they I saw they you, they and really I... don't care. I'm telling mm. you right now. In my community, am not there. My community doesn't care. Um, I'm there so much because I'm the head, of, I'm one of the heads of the library league, and I'm then because of that, I'm on the board of the PTA. I'm on the board of the Curb Appeal. Um, I'm on the way of council committee um, leadership. That's amazing. And oh my god,
0: you're that woman, aren't
1: you? I live there. I live at school. Uh huh. So oh, that's so great
2: because she still loves you now. Yeah. Just wait. When when do they stop <laughs> they loving stop you? They stop around like 12, right? 12, 12, 12 is the beginning. It could be as early as 11, 12. Mm-hmm. And then up until about
1: 16, uh-huh. 17. My daughter's yeah. about to turn 18. My yeah, when is just 12 to, 12 to 18. And you really hate yeah. your mom. Yeah. 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 But it's interesting. Yeah. Yesterday, I had a, my agent called me yesterday, and I was driving her, my daughter, to ballet. And I had to put him on speaker, and he was telling me about the script or something that they were sending me for a pilot, and blah blah blah. And I hung up. She goes, "What's that about?" And I said, "Well, it's for a job." She goes, "No." And I said, "Sades, I'm going to have to go back to work at some point." She goes, "No, you're not leaving me. Uh You're not leaving me. Rip your heart." And I said, "Well, it's you know, if I go and do something." She goes, "No." And I said, "Okay." She goes, "I have a better idea. Why don't you teach at my school?" And I said, baby, I would love nothing more to teach at your school. I actually, it gives me such incredible joy every day I get to be around those kids and be in these classrooms and help and do what I do and be in the library. And I said, but that would mean I'd have to go to school to become a teacher. So I would have to leave you again. There's the catch 22. And then my friend said to me yesterday, why don't you just teach dance or drama? Yeah. And I was like, I could. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody can do that. I can do that. You certainly got the resume for it, you sister. You certainly I, do. I, I, I can do it. Yeah. So that's kind of where we're at. We're at the point where daughter is like, absolutely, really... you are not yeah. going anywhere. Oh,
0: mm-hmm. mm-hmm. that's so sweet. And though. so with, with projects and stuff, do you wait for things to come to you? Or do, have you developed projects for yourself?
1: No, I've never done anything for myself. I have a couple ideas for stuff for other people that I'd love to get off the ground. But I'm also, um, I'm like a a (laughs) non-finisher. It's a really bad trait. What sign are you? Sagittarius. Uh You mean vagetarius. I'm a, I guess I'm a a (laughs) vagetarius apparently. Um, And I, I just will get these ideas and I'll start to like make the moves on it and then I get really distracted and then it's a year later and I haven't done anything about, I'm terrible. I'm Mm. like, it's
2: also mom brain. I'm a a
1: non-finisher. Like I can't, Yeah. yeah. And I've had that conversation with myself actually this morning where I just sat and thought, God, why can't you just, Follow through with stuff. I mean, I like even brought an initiative to our school, which is actually beautiful. It starts today. It's called the Season for Nonviolence. It's sixty four days, sixty four ways. It goes from the assassination of Gandhi to the assassination of Martin Luther King. It was started by Arun Gandhi, who's Gandhi's grandson, and Reverend Michael Beckwith, and it's just daily practices that you do every day for sixty
0: four days of peace without violence. um,
1: Season for Nonviolence is what it's called. Um, There's a kid version and there's an adult version. Obviously, and I brought this to our school and it starts today. But I didn't do all the like the big heavy lifting because I'm like a non finisher. Mm. I like drop the ball so much, but um but I'm very happy that it's your intentions it are good, Christina. My intentions are so good. <laughs> I have
0: Six, to So season of peace. So season what for nonviolence. Kids... We so...
1: are
2: screwing up the title and I am doing yeah. it. I'm yeah, going sixty I'm days. 64.
1: Say Wait. it again. Sixty four, it's season for nonviolence. That's season all you for say. nonviolence. Season for nonviolence. And um <laughs> It's like for the we kids. Jack it up for this first five days. Like for instance, you know, tomorrow they need to tell each of their family members something that they love about them. Um, they have to say what are the things they love about themselves. One day, they have to plant in a tree front of everybody. In well, not at school, at home. This yeah, is okay. all practices for them at home. Mm. Um, you know, plant to a tree, plant a thing? tree, to smile at three people that look different than you today. Hmm. Um, So each day there's like the little practice of nonviolence and and empowerment. For the adults, it's a much obviously. the she give that to our It's president. much deeper. You know, the the daily tasks are much sure. You know, adult yeah. and much more reflective. Because can manage about, a smile. Yeah, someone. same. Yeah. <laughs> same. You can manage a smile. I think so. I think yes. So. But for these kids, you know, they're they're just especially at this age, they're starting to see yeah. differences and. um, you know we are a big inclusive school and uh we've got a lot of different kind of children at our school and parents at our school i mean her classroom last year her kindergarten class we had five same sex couples we had four different people from all over the world mm-hmm. we have um a transgender uh little sibling so there's the 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 life that in our little community mm-hmm, <laughs> is mm-hmm. incredibly inclusive But they're starting to see the differences. You know, I know my daughter's starting to see the different colors of people's skin and noticing that someone's- it's awareness, isn't it? Someone's darker than her, someone's taller, someone's bigger than her, someone's rounder than her, or someone talks different than her. And I'm seeing her kind of realize this because before they didn't see, there was no line, you know, there was no, it was all just like big love, you know, like no one saw anything. So I think that this is a, a great time to- to have those conversations time. and, and practice
0: nonviolence Amen. and, Especially at seven years and smile
1: and smile at people that look different. Than yeah. You. Yeah.
0: And then <laughs> also when she travels too, that, that will help too. That that's the real big one where people get to understand, Oh my goodness. It's not, I just don't, it's not this sort of small community. There are all kinds of people around the world, you are laying yeah. the groundwork, but that's yeah. what I mean. Her kindergarten class was, it was
1: literally representing all the continents and United every kind Nations. of, it was the United Nations and every gender and every sexual preference and every lifestyle in one room was just like this big melting pot of everything and it was such a great exposure for her. Yeah. Because it was so funny, one day her teacher it was the last day of school and they were passing out cards to for the kids to give to us. And her teacher says, All right guys, now wh- who are you gonna give this to? And my daughter raised up her hand. She goes, To your mom or mom, or daddy, your daddy, your daddy, your mom <laughs> Very smart. Like that. Like, just like, uh, to your mommy and dad, your daddy, your daddy, your mommy, mom. (laughs) And her teacher just looked back at me and I was like,
0: Brilliant. Awesome. Proud mom. Proud mommy moment. Yes. Well, Christina Applegate, thank you so much for talking to us. You're delightful. And uh, the best of everything for you Thank and you. Sadie and all the kids in the United Nations. And the
1: United Nations, all of them. <laughs> They'll all be great. they are going to be okay. We just need to get through this. Yeah. Right? Yes. We're okay, let's get over there. to the other side of it and yeah. then... Not for much longer if things keep going okay. the way that they're yeah. going. But, okay. no,
0: but this, with this philosophy, what you're teaching me, because that is our hope because, you know, we have the music and the laughter and the dancing and the colors. That's what the other side doesn't have. And by teaching the children how to utilize all of these things that is the armor that we need to 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 protect ourselves yeah. for the future of course man i yeah
1: i you know it, besides even that like every day when they, i'd hear smatterings of like so and so is not playing with so-and-so or like we don't want so-and-so to play with us or whatever right that was starting to happen mm. last year and i would stop her in front of her door every day and i said you go be inclusive mm-hmm. to everyone if you see someone alone you go play with them. You invite them to play with you. I want you to be a good friend. I want you to walk into the room wa- giving what you want to receive today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she was little and kind of like would look at me. But now I'm hearing that like she does that. Like she sees a kid sitting by themselves and asks them to come play with her. And I'm like, oh, okay. All right. We're, we're getting it in there. We're getting it in mm-hmm. <laughs> somewhere in the brain. But yeah. in it is your job brain. as a parent and you're doing it. That's yeah, right. we're trying. That's right. We're trying. Doing I'm trying and failing. But you know what? That's okay. <laughs> That's, That's okay. how
0: we learn, isn't That's it? That's right.
1: She kicked me yesterday. So, you know. <laughs> There's that.
0: Yeah, we just got to teach her how to close a window. Yeah, that's the (laughs) next. Yes, it was in her
1: sister's room, so I don't know.
0: Yeah, all right. Thanks, Christina Applegate and Michelle Bassas. Thank you, thank you, darling. Until next time. Bye. Bye. Can I get an amen? Can I get an amen? If you can't love yourself, how in the hell you gonna love somebody else? Can I get an amen? And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. You can't love yourself, how in the hell you gonna love somebody else? Amen.